Hello, welcome to the Cytokine Signaling Forum author and podcast. I'm Professor Peter Nash from the University of Queensland, and today about a paper recently published analysing the influence of age and renal impairment on the pharmacokinetics of filgotinib, a JAK1 selective, being a study three for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease. So welcome, Florence, and thank you for your time today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Are you a pharmacologist? Uh, my background, I am a pharmacokineticist. Uh, I am uh, working in the pharma industry for almost 30 years, <laughs> and uh, I have been working in big pharma uh, as Aventis, and now I'm working for approximately 10 years at Galapagos, as, and I am heading the clinical pharmacology group at Galapagos. A bit about uh, the molecule, Philgo. We're very whether it really will make a big difference to benefit risk ratio compared to the PANJAC used to. Can you tell us a little bit about the molecule? Uh, Figotinib is indeed a JAK1 selective inhibitor. It has a selectivity towards uh, JAK2 about 30-fold. It's uh, compared to other uh, JAKs uh, more selective than, uh, for example, tofacitinib which is uh, the one which is uh, embaracetamide, which is uh, the two ones already on, uh, registered. But the difference is really that you have an active metabolite. Can you tell us a little bit about the potency between the real metabolite? Yeah, we do have uh, indeed an active metabolite. Uh, this metabolite is also JAK1 inhibitor, and uh, it has the same reactive potency towards JAK2. But compared to filgotinib, it's about less potent than filgotinib. Right. So does that mean we should pay attention to the levels of filgotinib of the metabolite? Uh, indeed. Both should be taken into account, yes. Okay. And you selected to study age and renal impairment. Why did you select those two? Does food not count? Does BMI not count? Does race not count? So, okay, so, so the importance to get the data in these two populations is linked to the disease array and also to the pharmacokinetics of filgotinib. So for the disease array, is a chronic disease that may require lifelong treatment therapy and the extension uh, in, of treatment in older patient population. And uh, with age, the organ which is the most affected is the kidney, which is a decline of uh, the glomerular filtration with age. And with regard to filgotinib, its elimination occurs via metabolism followed by renal excretion. So that's the two reasons why uh, uh, it was okay. of interest uh, to investigate the effect of age and renal impairment on the PK or filgotinib when treated ARA. With regard to food, uh, we don't, in several, we have uh, tested food effects in several studies, and we have not seen any food effects. And with regard with all, uh, for other covariates, as you mentioned, race, gender, these are typically uh, analyses or effects we will uh, analyze with a large trial in phase three. We have not dedicated phase one studies to uh, assess this type of uh, effect of covariate on the PK of filgotinib. Okay, and do any drugs interact with the metabolite? No, not at all. Uh, Filotinib is a very easy compound to co-administrate with other drugs. It has a very low DDI uh, liability. I have published another paper on the low DDI uh, liability of filgotinib with other drugs. It's uh, a drug which is metabolized by uh, carboxylisterases so, uh, and it has no potency to inhibit or induce SIPs. 
Okay. I was interested to see the CES2 inter is unusual for jacks. Uh, to be honest, I, I think it's the only one uh, Jack I know that is metabolized by carboxylisterases. Uh, for the others, right. uh, tofacitinib, baracitinib, and as well badacitinib, they are not using the metabolic pathway. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your study, um, how you did it, and then later on what you found. So uh, first, let's, let's start with the elderly study. So this is a study which has been performed uh, comparing three groups of subjects, uh, we have 10 subjects in three age groups, uh, what we call the young age group, and uh, uh, two elderly groups of subjects, uh, with one of 65, 70 years old, and the other one more than 75 years old. The PK uh, of these two groups, elderly groups, uh, were compared to the control groups, and we observed a modest increase in the exposure of both parent and metabolite by approximately 1.4 fold in the older, oldest age group, more than 75 uh, years. So it's really a modest increase and change in the PK of the phylogenies. With regard to uh, the other study, which was the idea was to uh, analyze the effect of uh, the renal function, the impairment of the renal function on the PK of the phylogenies. Here, the study was performed in two parts. First, we use, uh, as described in guidelines, uh, the uh, reduced PK design, which means that we compare the extreme of the renal function patient, uh, severe renal impairment to uh, LC subjects, and uh, we look at the change uh, in the exposure. And based on this data, we decide uh, to include more people with a varying degrees of renal impairment, mild and moderate. Uh, to, to assess uh, the full effect of the renal impairment on the PK of filgotinib and the metabolite. For, for this study, the result shows that in severe uh, renal uh, impaired subjects, we have an increase um, of the metabolite exposure of 2.7-fold and the filgotinib exposure of 1.5-fold. So, uh, so it, it looks at age as a minimal impact on the PK of filbotinib, and we have uh, an effect on metabolite exposure uh, in the renal impairment. But this has to be also taken into account with a small number of subjects used uh, in the severe renal impairment group. We have only three, and it was mainly due to the fact that we did the TV design. I was going to ask you three patients. Uh, on these two studies, you mean, Peter? Yeah, because, uh, you know, really 2.7 times significance, and do you think we that means we have to cut the dose from 200 that they're going to market down to 100? No, I think it's a bit premature to say what will be the impact. A little bit, like I said, it's a formula. Okay. Uh, you're studying 100 milligrams, 200 milligrams. Is there going to be a bigger difference? The reason why we study 100 milligrams in this two-phase one study was because we know that a change may be expected on the pharmacokinetics because, as I said, the compound is eliminated by the kidney and in elderly and renal impaired subjects, we have a change in the kidney and the glomeration filtration rate. So we were expecting some change, but we, were not, we don't know exactly what was the magnitude of the change. So that's why we, for this two-phase one, we use a 100 milligram QD dose to ensure that we we have room uh, in case of potential back increase in exposure. 
But as well as just like to say that in phase three studies, we are investigating two doses, not only 200. We are investigated 100 and 200 milligram QD to provide an assessment of fibrotinib dose response relationship for as well for its efficacy. So we have two doses in phase three, and one of these doses has been used in this phase one studies just to ensure that we have enough room. Yes, Peter. I'd It'll be like baricitinib where you're in the two milligram dose. No, I, I think at this stage it's a bit premature to, to say what will be the impact of the change in particular in a in severe renal impairment subject because okay. first the, the number of subjects is small and uh, you know that it has been to to look at uh, all the safety and efficacy data we will have once the phase three finish study will be completed. But to date, uh, we do not anticipate those adjustments for filgotinib. But as I said, we need to review all the efficacy safety data first to make a judgment on those recommendations. What recommendations do you make to the clinician based on these two studies? As I said, today it's a bit difficult to make recommendations. I think that the data show and confirms a good safety but profile and easy use of filgotinib in clinical practice, and that the change we observe will be uh, judge in light of uh, the phase three efficacy and safety results. It's a bit premature to, to make a judgment yet today. Okay, so we need more data, that's fine. Um, any comments on um, what these studies tell us about we would expect medical effect to wear off if we stop the drug? Uh, you mean how long we will have to wait if we need to stop the drug? That's what you mean? Yes, yes, because patients will ask us of different ages, different renal function. They'll say, I want to fall pregnant. I want to stop. To How long before the drug and metabolite is gone? Uh, for the drug, Lugotinib itself, the half-life is around 12 hours, uh, 6, 12 hours. It's a bit variable, but it's... Uh, so uh, the decrease in plasma concentration will be observed uh, quite let's say, in uh, three, three days, while for the metabolite, which has a longer half-life, okay. about one day, it will take five days. So a bit, let's say in one week, uh, the drug will be off the drug and the metabolite. Will be. So that's, that's very helpful for the clinician who has to plan mm -hmm. surgery and other things. Yeah. Any other comments you'd like to make? I think that these two studies are very small studies, but informative studies that support uh, the development of filgotinib, but in particular, this uh, information were used to guide the inclusion and inclusion criteria for phase three trials. So uh, it's uh, as a small study which are informative to, to develop drugs in general. Okay, and is very different to the other JAKs. Uh, it's a bit difficult to compare with other drugs because uh, they, they have not they have different metabolic pathways, as we just discussed before, uh, than filgotinib. So um, other drugs have those adjustments for age and renal impairment, as uh, tofa and baracitinib. That's correct. But as I said, for filgotinib, taking into account the change we observed, we are not uh, those adjustments is not anticipated. But uh, the final say will be when we okay. have all the phase three finished data available. Okay. Now, an impossible question for you to answer. Do you <laughs> believe that JAK selectivity has clinically 
or from a side effect point of view because it's been very difficult to show that so far. As you said, it's a bit difficult for me to answer, but when you look at the results uh, in Darwin and studies, uh, I think that the safety of filgotinib was quite good compared to, to other drugs. So would that be due, would it be due to the selectivity or other factors uh, or characteristic of filgotinib? A bit difficult to answer, but at least at the uh, a clinical trial phase to be, and I hope phase three trial will show that indeed uh, filgotinib has a better safety profile than the other jacks. Right. Well, the poor clinician has four jacks to try and work out which to use. Do you think you would ever do a head-to-head -head between them? Oh, um, that's indeed a difficult question because you know that we are developing filgotinib in collaboration with Gilead, so it's a discussion that will have to, to, to be within uh, the two companies today. Uh, today it's not planned, but uh, I think uh, the safety will be uh, likely uh, uh, one of uh, the criteria to select uh, one of the four jacks. And if you ask me, of course, <laughs> I will tell you that Vilgotinib will be the best one. <laughs> so what do you think is the take message from this study, both for effective age and renal. Yeah, I think the take-home message of these two studies is that the, the effect of age and uh, uh, mild and moderate impairment is modest for severe. Let's see what uh, what the phase three data will tell us and how we have to handle. Based on this data, uh, uh those adjustment is not anticipated and uh, yes the take-home message is also the good and safety profile and easy use of filgotinib i think overall it's a compound which has a quite for clinician is an easy use because he has no uh, drug drug interaction liability marginal uh, effect of age and uh, uh, renal impairment so i think it's an easy drug for clinicians your time, Florence. We'd like to know more about this paper and others uploaded. You can get detailed slide sets are available in the publication section cytokinesignaling.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and let us know Thank what you think. Thank okay. you very much for your time. Thank you very much Thank for you. Uh, uh, the forum to invite me for this online discussion. Thanks, thanks so much, Peter. Bye-bye.